Welcome, Mudge Gang, to the first ever episode of Mudge Podcast. If it wasn't for all my Mudjong who supported me through all the thick and thin moments I had on social media, I wouldn't be here today without your guys' support. So thank you so much. So I decided to start this podcast on July 1st, although I was supposed to launch it way back in May, LOL. I never did because uh, anyways, I was too lazy and I didn't know what the hell I was doing half the time. (laughs) But anyways, uh, I don't think it got any better in those months because I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing and how to really make a podcast. But you know what? I'm figuring figuring it all out really, really slowly. So let's just kind of go with the flow here. So I chose July 1st to launch the podcast because July 1st is actually a really special day to me. And no, it's not because it's Canada Day, fuck Canada Day this year. But this is a day that my grandmother had passed away. And I felt like if I were to launch this podcast on July 1st, I have that memory of her being here with me in this very moment. And so yeah, and you know what, grandma, I love you, always have. And thank you for starting my podcast on this day with me um it really means a lot and as you guys know we're not celebrating fucking canada day this year and why the fuck would we after all those indigenous children have been found buried hell to the fucking no if you're out here trying to celebrate throw fireworks and all that shit tonight like please don't do that there was a genocide on a whole culture on a whole society and as sick punjabi people and me being personally sick in Punjabi. But if you're, you know, a sick Punjabi person, you guys know that there has been a genocide and on our own culture as well. And we wouldn't want that going we wouldn't want fucking India celebrating this shit if all of a sudden all the missing sick people were being found and it was coming to light in the international world that there was a genocide that had taken place, right? It's just called common courtesy at this point. And it's being a little bit sensitive to all those people who have had generations of trauma. So, you know, I really hope that the Canadian government can bring some justice to these people as well. But anyways, that was a pretty uh, heavy two minutes into this podcast. Like, damn, I'm I'm trying to keep the mood light here, you know. I'm just like trying to like go with the flow here today. Honestly, the last 24 hours of my life have been nothing but fucking insane and crazy. So yesterday I was just driving to go grab some weed with my friend and we're just on a main road and whatever. We're just like, you know, it was a red light. I stopped and I'm not joking, guys. Like I had a big ass SUV truck just slam right into me. They rear-ended me pretty much. They slammed me right on the back. And honestly, when you're just sitting there and you're not thinking that someone's going to come from behind and hit you, and like this lady hit me hard. It wasn't even like a little tap or something. Like this chick came full force and like I went flying towards the steering wheel and like I'm pretty sure I have a whiplash (laughs) and I've had such a severe headache literally went flying forward into the steering wheel, hit my head, hit my knees, came back. My best friend was with me. She's also injured. And honestly, it was, it's been a crazy 24 hours. So I get out of the car because I'm like, okay, I need to take pictures of this situation and, you know, and just kind of like record it, call ICBC and whatnot. So if you live in British Columbia, 
there is something called ICBC and that's the insurance monopoly out here. Um, that's like a topic for another day because fuck ICBC too. So she's like, let's pull over into the McDonald's and there was like a McDonald's there. So I was like, all right, yeah, I pulled in and this girl literally comes out of the car, starts bawling like she's bawling her eyes out and I think maybe 10% was the fact that she got in an accident but like here's a fucking crazy story so this lady apparently found out that day that her husband was cheating on her and she is she's a white girl who's actually married to a Hindu man and they have three children together and their youngest is three years old and apparently she just found out that same day earlier in the morning that her husband is cheating on her with a sugar baby and she is a 17 year old girl in high school and he had told this 17 year old girl that he was 20 years old well first of all like this lady looked like she's in her mid-30s i i mean like i'm not stupid but if some guy were to ever tell me that he looks 20 but i would be suspicious that he looks a little bit older i would a hundred percent be like show me your fucking driver's license seriously if you are doubting a guy's age be like show me your fucking passport or show me your fucking id like right now anyways so i don't know how the fuck this 17 year old was even believing the fact that this old man is 20 years old because we all know how 20 year olds look like but so she goes on to say that pretty much that her husband has been fucking this 17 year old girl for a few years now and that she's going to nursing school and that the loan that she took out for her nursing school her husband took it and bought his sugar baby a car i don't know man but that's fucking wild if your wife is going to school and you're taking her loan to buy your sugar baby a car maybe you shouldn't be a sugar daddy and it's not your time to be a sugar daddy homie like you need it you need to chill I feel like telling the wife, I'm sorry, honey, but your husband is not a sugar daddy and this is not a sugar baby. This is pretty much a guy that's just leeching off of you and trying to pretend that he's rich so he can get some young pussy. But obviously I didn't say that to her. You know, I felt really bad because this girl was crying a lot. But honestly, in that moment, I didn't even want to console her because my I was already aching and in pain myself and I just wanted to get my fucking weed and go home and smoke it at that point. But damn, like that was some wild shit. So when I tell you guys I've had a wild 24 hours, I really honestly have had a wild 24 hours. I was not expecting that at all. I did not even expect that to actually even happen. But um you know, as you know, life is so unexpected and the craziest things happen in the wildest ways. As this lady is crying so profusely and told me that her husband is fucking a 17 year old girl, I straight up looked her dead in the eyes and I told her, I'm like, he's a pedophile. I'm like, your husband is a pedophile. And I'm like, and you need to go call the police and file charges against him. If you are a married man or if you're a married woman and you're if you're fucking anyone under that adult age, you are a pedo, okay? At that point, you are considered a pedophile. You are literally taking a vulnerable child who probably, you know, the teenage, you know, we've all been a teenager in our life. And when we're a teenager, we do not make the best choices and we're still figuring out how life works. 
But as an adult, as you being an adult yourself and diving yourself into a young child's life like that, and clearly they're vulnerable financially and they're looking for that financial outlet and that's what you're doing to them, you're fucked up. You are fucked up. And, uh, you know, I always say this on my OnlyFans too. You need to be having sex with someone who is an adult. And most importantly, you also need to have consent to have sex. You can't just be out here fucking like a 17-year-old and thinking it's okay because she's your sugar baby. That shit is not okay. At that point, you're married to a pedophile. And honestly, I wouldn't even think twice about divorcing him and taking his ass to jail and making sure I have full custody, you know? And I told her, I was like, you need to tell your kids. And she's like, they're babies. She's like, how do you tell them? And you know what? I couldn't agree more. How do you tell your little babies like your dad's a fucking pedophile straight up and he likes to fuck young girls and take your mom's loan? So anyways, as we're talking to this girl, I told her, I was like, why don't you go tell his parents that like he's fucking a young girl? And then she's like, they're not believing me because apparently he told his family that he took her nursing loan um, to open and to pretty... So pretty much what he told his parents is that the loan that he took from her nursing school is for his business. And she's like, his parents aren't going to believe me because he's a boy. And don't we brown girls know that situation all too well? If you're the if you're a brown boy, you're like the sona onda. You're like a golden egg in the family and you're untouchable. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And guess what? You're still going to be mommy's little boy at the end of the day. But if you're a girl, yeah. But, you know, we gr- we brown girls know this situation and how it goes. These brown boys be, some of these brown boys, not all, some of these brown boys be mama's boys. And we all know how their mamas protect them and never will say anything against their oh-so-dear son, their sona anda, that would never do anything wrong. It's such an odd situation. Obviously, I tried to, you know, console her and tell her, like, you need to call the police, you need to file for divorce. But obviously, you know, like, I tried. And, you know, I even told her, I'm like, maybe this is, I'm like, this is God's sign that you need to leave him. And she's, like, telling me how she prays to Ganesha um, and Lakshmi, which are Hindu gods and uh, goddesses. And she's like, I don't even believe in them. And she's like, but I did for him. And uh, I'm like, okay, you know, this is like, you know, typical white girl who's probably never really had a cultured family all of a sudden trying to just assimilate herself in another person's culture. All right. Yeah. So, you know, this is like, you know, the white girl trying to assimilate herself into the Hindu culture, pretty much doing everything that her man has been telling her to do. But you know what? I'm not trying to be rude here, but one thing I've noticed are when a white girl dates a brown boy, they are more likely to literally bend over backwards for that brown boy than a brown girl is. It's so strange to me, but I've seen this in other people's relationships where this white girl will literally tolerate everything from this brown boy. But why? Like, why would you put yourself through that abuse and neglect like, what, what is holding these women on to these brown men who are just complete, utter trash? I, I don't understand that. You know, like, I've been in a relationship with a brown boy, and it was a very, very long relationship. 
almost like four or five years of my life. And honestly, it was one of the most toxic, horrible, abusive relationships I had ever been in my life. And you know what? It took me years to get out of it. And I can finally say very proudly, I'm finally out of a relationship like that. And I'm moving forward with my life and, you know, and realizing my worth. And I feel like a lot of women in this world, we forget what we are worth and we forget how powerful and how strong we are. And, you know, I hope that everyone that's listening to this, men or women, you never stick in a situation where you feel less than or you feel like you're not being treated how you should be treated with respect and love. You know, every relationship should be, it begins with trust and it becomes, you know, it becomes and blossoms into this amazing friendship that turns into love, right? But, you know, to all my followers listening, never ever think that you're not worthy. Never ever think that you don't deserve something. You deserve the best in this world. And I want you guys to know that anything in this life is possible. If you put your mind, soul and heart into it, you will achieve it. And, you know, never ever stick around with a shitty ass man or a woman because everyone deserves the best in this life. And you know what? God will give you that. Sometimes it just takes time. And but if you have that faith and you have that belief and you keep pushing forward that you deserve the best in this world, it will come. Sometimes, you know, great things take time. And yeah, so on this positive note, Thank you so much for everyone listening to my crazy 24 hours. (laughs) And um, I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. Um, I'm still just trying to get the hang of everything. And, you know, hopefully by like two, three episodes in, I kind of got the groove of everything. So thank you so much for listening, Mudge Gang. I love you guys. And if anyone wants to be a part of the Mudge Gang podcast... Um, I will put it on Instagram. You guys can email me. And yeah, I would love to have fellow Maja on here. So if you would like to be a part of the show, definitely send me an email and we can work something out. Thank you for listening and Mudge Gang for life.